Welcome to Invitations to Play, Learn, Grow, the podcast. I am your creative solutions creator and professional mess maker. And today I wanted to talk about toxic stress. And I want to explore the idea And the question, what is discouraging interaction doing to us as humans? What's it doing to the kids in our lives? We've told them no recess. We've told them no play dates. We've told them no visits with grandparents. No visits with aunts and uncles and cousins and friends. And no sleepovers and... No swim parties and no birthday parties and all of these things that are a part of normal childhood. But what is that really doing? We have done similar things with education. We have taken all of the play and exploration and creativity out of education. And we have required that kids sit at a desk and listen to a teacher lecture and read from a book and take tests. None of these things are what childhood should be. Are we killing childhood as we've always known it? What are we doing by discouraging interaction? We're discouraging sharing. We're discouraging the development of social skills. We are killing the childlike spirit. We're teaching kids a lesson that is going to stay with them longer than we intend for the lesson to be needed. We're seeing life slowly go back to normal after what will turn out to be the most difficult time in the lives of current children. They will look back at this time and realize that they survived unsurmountable circumstances. Now, you can look at that and see the negative effects from the negative experiences that kids have had because of that experience. Or you can look at it and search for the positive things that kids can take from it into other stages of their lives. So they were forced to adapt 
they were forced to adapt to stressful and restraining circumstances. School didn't look the same. Engaging with friends didn't look the same. Engaging with family didn't look the same. But it was what they had. And so they, like the rest of us, had to learn how to maintain friendships through a screen or from across the street or over the phone with no physical interaction. And now we're talking about opening school and playgrounds and playdates and places like the pool. This creates a whole lot of confusion for kids because they don't understand the majority of what they had to go through to begin with, let alone the idea that now they're able to do some of the things that in their eyes for so long they were told that they could not. This can lead to fear and anxiety building up in the kids in our lives. We as adults have to be careful about the things that we say and the things that we do and the restrictions that we put on kids who are forced to live within these stressful restraints. We also have to be careful and cautious as we quote-unquote go back to normal because that can be just as frustrating and confusing and even scary for kids as being thrust into the restriction to begin with. So now is the time for conversations. Now is the time for conversations about why and how things changed for so long and why and how things are going to start to hopefully look a little bit more familiar as things start to open up again and how they can start to re-engage and still feel safe and be safe and be clean and protect not only themselves but the people around them. Conversations, as you've heard me say over the last few weeks and months, and really I've been saying it for as long as this podcast has existed, conversations are a great way for kids to learn and explore ideas that they don't fully understand or grasp. We're also facing social toxic stress as 
society as a whole, let alone as kids. Unfortunately, kids are seeing and hearing things from the news that have recently occurred that have thrust social injustices or inequalities into the spotlight. And these are things that kids, more likely than not, don't realize exist because kids don't look at the world that way. The narrow vision and singling out of those who are different or unique in some way is taught. It is not natural. And so kids are going to be confused why it is that they may observe people who look or behave differently than themselves are treated differently than they are. Whether that is because they follow a different religion or they have a different color skin or like myself, have different physical abilities from themselves. Kids have a very interesting reaction when they come in contact with someone like myself who is physically challenged out in public. Kids don't hold back. They point out the fact that something is different. They also point out the fact that they want to know why. What happened? Why is that different than they are? And this could be with someone's physical ability. This could be with someone's skin color. This could be with someone's different spoken language. This could be with someone's cultural or religious dress. But we need to have these conversations about our differences. We need to have them openly and honestly with the kids in our lives. Because when kids can understand differences, they become familiarities. They become familiar. And therefore, they don't have as big of a reaction when they see representations of these differences out in public. And so I encourage you to have conversations with the kids in your life about not only the ways in which people are different, but the reasons in which why people are treated differently in society. And the ways that the kids in your life can help to reverse the ways in which people are treated 
unfairly because of these differentiating factors. So one of those conversations that you can have is talking to kids about the things that other people, in their case, you probably will reference the conversation in terms of kids. So other kids may not have the access to resources the way that they do. So maybe their family doesn't make as much money as the kids in your life. Or maybe they have experienced negative interactions that the kids in your life haven't. And you can have conversations about how when kids witness people being treated unfairly, the ways that they can react, respond, interact in positive ways that can help that person have a more positive experience and frame of reference for the future. We can help kids avoid toxic stress by teaching and instilling the skill sets in them that allow them to cope in the first place. Adversity does not have to be a bad thing. We can teach kids the coping skills that when they are faced with adversity, allow them to find positive ways to work through and overcome the difficult situations that they themselves are facing. And they will then take those positive experiences to stressful, scary, and sometimes dangerous situations into their teenage years. (coughs) Excuse me. And their adult years. And so they will have a better positive frame of reference when and if they are ever faced with those situations again. We need to make sure that the kids in our lives have a positive emotional framework that reminds them that when they face these difficult situations, they have the tools and the skills to find solutions and overcome those difficult situations. So if they struggle in school, that they can find the resources that will make those struggles easier to overcome. But before kids can learn to seek out those resources, we have to, as adults, make those resources accessible 
not just to some kids, but to all kids. There is a phrase out there that says, you are the sum of what you surround yourself with and the resources you have access to. We can eliminate toxic stress in the lives of kids by making sure that all kids have access to resources that will help them reach their highest potential and allow them to have the most positive life experience possible. We do not have to expose our kids to toxic stress. And yes, there are some things that are out of a person's control. You can't help it if you are born to a parent or set of parents with substance abuse problems or mental illness or who have difficulty finding a quality job. But if we make resources more easily available to all people, then we can reduce toxic stress and make the world a better place for everybody. And yes, that can start in childhood and it should start in childhood. We should as a society, as our local communities, we should come together and do everything in our power to reduce toxic stress in childhood today and make sure that all children have access to resources to give them the best life experience possible. We have lived through an extraordinary extraordinarily stressful year. The year 2020 has come in like a lion. And you can take that as a good thing or you can take that as a bad thing. If we choose to work together and make life better for each other, that can be a good thing because it means that all of us can come out better on the other side, adults and children alike. Yes, <laughs> working from home has been tough. Yes, having school at home has been tough. Yes, having date night at home has been tough. 
but you made it work. Yes, maintaining friendships from home has been tough, but you found a way. You made it work with what you had where you were. That is the greatest lesson that we adults can teach all children to do the best with what you have where you're at. Teaching them that concept will instill in them a sense of grit that will ultimately make them and empower them to become successful adults. And that is what we're all after. Parents, teachers, and caregivers alike, that is the goal of all of us, to create the best humans possible. So I hope you found this episode empowering. I hope you found it useful. I hope it inspires you to remember that we can all make life better for each other. And it starts where we are with what we have. All we have to do is look around Find a need and fulfill it. So I want to thank you for joining me this week. I hope you'll join me again next week when we'll have another fun learning and skill building topic to explore together. I may even come back and do another episode for this week on a fun topic that we have been talking about that ties into the topic that I just covered. And that topic is virtual travel, which ties into the things we've covered the last couple of weeks. Things like grit and adversity and eliminating toxic stress and learning about the similarities and differences of people from different places. All prominent lessons that are so, so needed in these trying times we find ourselves in. So I think I will do another episode and touch on those things connected to this topic. So thank you for joining me this week. I hope you'll join me next week. And until then, have a great rest of your week. I'll talk to you soon.